Riviera Radio Business News. Morning, Hank. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm very well, actually. feel a little bit rested after the uh, Coronation Bank holiday weekend, which was all rather pleasant, it has to be said. Some British pageantry being on display and doing it very nicely indeed, I thought. So despite the uh, the dark clouds and the odd spot of rain, which actually wasn't as bad as feared, I think it was another great advert for uh, people coming to enjoy, uh, enjoy what Britain's history has to offer. It certainly was, and you've got the Eurovision to look forward to next weekend. We're in the, uh, it's in Liverpool, I think, isn't it? it? Yes, so is, it's, yeah. uh, people are making their way to Liverpool to enjoy the scenes and the sights of, uh, of that wonderful city. And uh, yes, we're, uh, we're on the world map once again. All good. Uh, what about the markets reflecting on the last week? Well, relief that the Federal Reserve may have concluded its interest rate hiking cycle was overshadowed a little bit last week, I think, by renewed pressure on mid-tier US banks, though we have seen a little bit of stabilisation, it has to be said, over the course of the past couple of trading sessions, and concerns over the US debt ceiling. However, risk appetite got a boost from the positive US employment report on Friday. It's good economic news. It's once again seen as positive for markets. Remember, the US economy created a better than expected 253,000 jobs last month. The unemployment rate fell to 3.4%, close to the lowest that we've seen in five decades. So equities rebounded at the end of last week, although still closed in the red. S&P 500 rose 1.8% on Friday, uh, but closed the week down 8 tenths of 1%. Stock 600 in Europe rose 1.1% on Friday. Its biggest gain in five weeks was down 3 tenths of 1% over the course of the week. Markets were, of course, open yesterday, were uh, flat to slightly positive, as we said, in Europe and the US where they were open. In terms of Treasury yields... Well, they also have been rising um, at the end of last week. Two-year finished the week at 3.92%, 10-year at 3.44%. Been a volatile time for commodity markets, actually. Crude prices fell 9% over the course of three days last week. Brent trading just above $72 a barrel one stage, slower since December 2021. Traders question future demand. The economy slows down and China's industrial recovery lags. Consumption has been bouncing back a little bit in the last day or so on the back of expectations that we'll see further production cuts being announced. In terms of the opening calls on the European bourses this morning, mildly positive. Euro stocks up nine points. FTSE 100 in London up 17 points. That's over in Frankfurt, up six points. And the US banking system, where are we now? Well, there's been a real route, of course, taking place across the regional banking system in the United States. The KBW Regional Banking Index dropped 8% last week. We've seen the collapse of America's 14th, 16th and 29th largest banks, to put it in some sort of context for you. We know investors have been concerned about the strength of balance sheets, credit quality, given aggressive growth strategies that have been playing out and deposit flight, all of which have been encouraging those short sellers to search for further weakness across the sector. Investors trying to look at the economic ramifications as well. Disruption is leading to fears that small and medium-sized businesses will be impacted by much tighter lending standards. A combination of higher interest rates and the potential for a credit crunch could be enough to push the US economy into a harder 
economic landing than the shallow recession current data has been suggesting. Should say authorities have done a good job of containing and isolating the risk. And as I say, the regional banks appear to have stabilised over the course of the past couple of trading sessions on expectations of an increase in the deposit insurance, extended lending facilities and promises to increase capital levels, liquidity and regulatory oversight. And the debt ceiling in the US, I mean, how can this be resolved? Can you just go on asking yeah. you to borrow more and more? <laughs> always they asking to borrow me. more and more. <laughs> Whereas the US government is going to run out of money, has investors fretting over the debt ceiling, political stalemate could infringe upon the government's ability to borrow, which in turn could result in anything from the temporary shutting down of parts of the government machine, all the way to the most extreme scenario, which would be a default on US government debt. Remember the debt ceiling, which already stands at more than $31 trillion, can be raised. In fact, it has been 78 times since the 1960s, but requires approval from the House of Representatives, where the Republicans are currently in the majority. Republicans are using the deadlines to try and push through spending cuts and impose future spending caps. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen recently warned without an agreement the US could hit the debt ceiling by the 1st of June. But this can be delayed using special measures. We continue to believe that default would be extremely unlikely. Back in 2011, the Treasury and Fed officials devised a delayed payment schedule, which delayed other payments to ensure that principal and interest payments on Treasury securities continue to be made on time. But a delayed resolution, or one with significant spending cuts, could result in a fiscal contraction and a fragile time, of course, for the US economy. So Joe Biden is asking the Republicans today, is he? You know, we'll know more tomorrow? Or? They're meeting today. They'll be discussing how high they can uh, raise that debt ceiling. They'll be talking about the economic impact. If they don't do that in the short term, it'll be uh, holding back some of those uh, government uh, services, which, of course, many people rely on. And the hope is we will get to some resolution sooner rather than later. OK. And the foreign exchanges, please, Hank. Pound against dollar coming in at 126 this morning. Euro dollar just below 110. You get one euro 14 and a half cents for your British pound this morning. It's not sunny in London, is it today? I thought it was, is it raining? No, it's not. It's oh, been dear. very rainy, to be honest with you. But I did feed my garden. I looked at the weather forecast and I, was, I read some report. Apparently, Coronation Day, the last four or maybe even five Coronation Days have rained. And I thought, let's use this knowledge to my advantage. Get the feed down on the grass. That that's been rained in quite nicely, so we're okay. We're okay at Potts Towers, no problem there. Good, good. Nice to hear. We'll speak to you at the same time tomorrow. Absolutely. Have a good day. Have a good day. Hank Potts from Barclays.